Welcome, Dr. Boya. May Father, God we use thank you. you for your word, the ancient word that came to us through sacrifice. We bless you for this word is sure, the word is true, food for our soul, lamp unto our feet, the word, Lord, the word that became flesh and dwelt amongst us. And this morning, Lord, how we pray that your word will trigger freshness in our hearts as we serve you on this earth. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord and uh, good morning. Let me quickly read Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 18. Finally, be strong in the Lord in his mighty power. Put on the full arm of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's scheme. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full arm of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breast of the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. I want to read another scripture related to this. First Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. First Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of suffering. Brethren, my sharing this morning is about the power of faith in spiritual warfare. The power of faith in spiritual warfare. There are two lines that I want to emphasize here. The verse nine of that first Peter says, resist him, resist the devil. Standing firm in the faith. Standing firm in the faith. Now Ephesians, Ephesians that we read mentions four times between verse 11 and 14 the word stand, stand. It's important for us. We are to stand against the schemes of the evil one. 
We are to stand our ground, the ground that we have won. We are to stand firm in the face of the enemy. I like it in verse um, verse 14. Verse 14. Stand firm then with the belt of truth. Buckle around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in, in place. Then verse 17 says, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in, all, pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer. Look at the last sentence. With all this in mind and alert, always keep on praying for all the saints. After you've done everything, stand. When you've done everything, then stand. Stand in the faith. This morning, as my encouragement to us, before we talk about this power of spirit, power of faith in spiritual warfare, I want to state the following things. This is the ground rule for spiritual warfare. Number one, remember that Satan is real. Remember that Satan is real. He's not a figment of imagination. He is not only real, but I want you to know that at this point in time, Satan is not bound. And the authority to bind him is with Christ and Christ alone. That is scripture. I hear a lot of people binding Satan. You don't have that authority. Please. The Bible doesn't give you authority to bind Satan. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Revelation 20 verse 1 to 3 reminds us that Christ alone will bind him. At this point, Satan is not bound. If Satan was bound, then you and I would be binding nothing. How many years ago has been Satan? If everybody was binding, how many Satans are there? Everybody is binding him. Eh? From I don't know which time back. Either we are not binding him, or Satan is so elusive that whoever binds him, he goes loose. The truth is, you and I don't have authority to bind Satan. It's only Christ, and he will bind Satan when he comes. The second coming of Satan, that's when he will be bound. That's what the Bible teaches. And so in spiritual warfare, let us not use popular religious terminologies to make ourselves feel good that I have bound him. You're just wasting your time. Satan fights using demons who together with him were cast out of heaven in their rebellion. That is the truth. Now, the danger of praying for Satan to be bound and believing so is that we deceive ourselves and we walk away thinking that, ha-ha, I have done it. Don't deceive yourself. Do not. The scripture is very clear that Satan, the God of this world, is free until the coming millennium when Christ shall bind him. Brethren, this is spiritual warfare. As for now, believe me, Satan is busy at work, causing disobedience and blinding the eyes of unbelievers. That's what he does. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2 speaks into that. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2 it says, or oh, let me read verse 1 and 2. 
As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. That is Satan. He is busy now at work. The second point I want to make to us is that Satan is powerful and dangerous. Please don't deceive yourself. He is real, he is powerful, he is dangerous. But, this is the good news on our side, Satan is not the opposite of Jesus. Do not equate Satan's power with the power of Jesus. He is not. Sometimes we, we seem to rate him so high that we think the opposite of Jesus is Satan. No, 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 no. Satan is a created being, unlike Christ, who together with the Father and the Holy Spirit always existed. Satan is a fallen angel, but powerful. Is a powerful spirit being with well-organized network of demons and powers to help him accomplish his purpose. And what is his purpose? Jesus tells us in John chapter 10, verse 10, he came to steal, kill, and destroy. That is the work of the devil. But Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and life in abundance. Satan wants to destroy, but Jesus said, I do the opposite. I've come that you may have life. And so we do not have to walk in fear and trepidation about the power and the dangers of Satan, but we need to be careful and alert. We need to be careful and alert to know that, yes, he is real. So, what is the biblical perspective when it comes to spiritual warfare? Spiritual warfare is the heavenly conflict between the forces of God and Satan. Between the forces of good and forces of evil. The Bible makes it clear that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the unseen forces of darkness. I don't know about you, friends. Sometimes there are people that God permits to come around you or in your life, and they do terrible things, and you think this is Satan manifest. That's not Satan. Real Satan, you don't see him. He doesn't have flesh and blood. They may be there to finish the unfinished work of Satan in your life, but they are not certain. Friends, God has provided us with both offensive weapon and defensive weapon. God has not left us without help. And so to this morning, as we talk of the power of faith, faith is our defensive weapon. Remember that the enemy is out there to destroy us. So what is faith? Hebrews 11 verse 1 tells us very clearly. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. That's faith. If you take away hope, then faith ceases to be faith. Faith is being sure of what we hope for. Being sure, not guessing. If you find yourself guessing, you are not exercising faith. To exercise faith is to be sure of what we hope for. This assurance is guaranteed by the presence of the Holy Spirit within us. Faith is believing and trusting in God and his word. We trust in the God of the Bible, not the God of our imagination. 
The God of the Bible is often very different from the God of our imagination. The God of the Bible is very different from the God of this world. We need to trust in the God of, Bi of the Bible. We trust in his provision for our salvation through Jesus Christ. We trust in the truth of his word, including the promise of victory over sin. Dear friends, the Bible tells us in Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4, the righteous shall live by faith. Regardless of what goes on in our world, we shall live by faith, not by sight. As believers, we walk by faith and not by sight. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. We walk by faith and not by sight. And therefore, even though we are still in this tent of clay, we must be conscious that we are spiritual beings in the tent of clay. That's what you and I are. Because when we die, this body remains in the ground. Dust to dust, ashes to ashes. But that spiritual being will be raised. Now, depends on which side of the scale you will be. You can be raised to eternal damnation or to eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ. Keep this in mind. That as we walk by faith and not by sight, we need to apply faith in our daily walk. Because you and I are primarily spiritual beings in the tent of clay. Faith is absolutely essential in our Christian walk. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 11 verse 6, it is impossible to please God without faith. It is by faith that we delight in the Lord. Psalms 37 verse 4, delight in the Lord and he will grant the desires of your heart. There is no way we will delight in the Lord if we are not walking by faith. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. So my brothers and sisters, faith is a very important part of the armor. is a very important part of our life because it is faith that protects all the other pieces of armor. First John chapter 5 Verse 4, 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, it says, For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. It is through our faith that we overcome the forces of darkness. Your victory is embedded in the exercise of your faith. For it is by faith that we extinguish all Satan's fear. I love this particular scripture because it reminds me that there is nothing that the enemy throws against me that I cannot deal with it by faith. Ephesians 6.16, this is what it says. In addition to all of this, when you are put on all those other pieces of armor of God, when you are put on them all, Look at what verse 16 says. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith which, with which you can extinguish all, all, not some, not the important one, not a few, but all the flaming arrows of the evil one. What kind of arrow is the enemy throwing against you? 
you have the shield of faith. Whatever that arrow is, it can be arrow of relationship going sour, it can be financial arrows, it can be sickness, whatever the arrow that the enemy throws against you, your faith is your defense. So hold on to your faith. Hold on to your faith. No amount of the arrows that the enemy throws against you will prevail. Friends, hold fast. Hold fast to that. I want you to remember that faith in God does not shield us from satanic attack. I'm sorry. Faith in God does not shield us from satanic attack. Simply because you are a child of God and walking by faith, it doesn't mean you are shielded from satanic attack. Please take that. Because sometimes we think, if I'm walking right, if I am, you know, clean, I don't have sin in my life, therefore, the enemy will not attack me. That's not the, what the Bible teaches. Did Satan attack Jesus? Yes, he did. Did Jesus have any sin in his life? None. So don't think that because you are walking right, everything seems right, therefore the enemy will not attack you. No. But faith in God gives us victory over satanic attack. It doesn't shield us, but it gives us victory. So it is important for me and you to know how to hold that shield. Hold the shield. Having a shield is good, but better still know how to hold it. You see, if you don't know how to hold the weapon, you may never be able to use it. So how are you holding your faith? Faith in Christ alone is the foundation upon which we wage, you know, we wage the spiritual warfare. Whether the devil tries to tempt us or cause us to doubt or cause us to become angry, the shield of faith renders every satanic attack important. Friends, make no mistake. Satan never grows tired. It is you that can grow tired. Because when he hits you from the left, he waits to hit from the right, hit from the top. The, the, the forces of darkness will, there is no ceasefire. You cannot tell the devil on Monday, let's, let's, let's talk for a moment. Hold your fire. There is no ceasefire. It is like the war, the war in Sudan. <laughs> they say, let's talk. While they are talking, you hear bomba dropping. He said, what kind of talk is this? So that is also true with our enemy. So do not even attempt to make a compromise that we will talk with the enemy. No matter what circumstance you are in, you can trust God. You can trust God. Friends, God is faithful. He will not let us be tempted beyond our ability. But with every temptation, he will provide a way of escape for us. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 is true. Every temptation, no matter what the temptation, when you and I fall into temptation, it's not because this temptation is unique. No, no, no. There is no temptation that has overtaken us that is not common to others. But as we are being tempted, remember, God provides a way out for us. There is a way out for every single temptation that we face. Faith is more than aid knowledge. 
Faith is trust in Jesus Christ and commitment to the person of Jesus Christ. That is biblical faith. Faith is not trusting in the blessings of God. Faith is trusting in God. Friends, many of us have our faith in God's blessing. I have faith in healing. No, 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 you don't need to have faith in healing. Have faith in the Lord. Healing is a product, a byproduct of your faith in God. So for you who think that I have faith in healing, that is not biblical. Have faith in God. Healing is the food of the children of God. And he heals us as he sees when he sees when it is right. So friends, let's not be deceived to have faith in the blessings of God. Blessings are byproduct of trusting in God. Faith is more than just believing there is God. Faith is more than just believing that Jesus Christ is Savior. Remember, James chapter 2 verse 19 tells us that even demons believe there is God. They know. Satan knows there is, there is no devil that will tell you there is no God. If you find, you see, you hear a whisper in your heart, in your spirit, telling you it is, there is no God, that voice is your God, your own. That's not even the devil. Because the devil knows there is God. And he will not come and deceive you that there is no God. There is God. The th difference between us and the devil is that the devil, though they know and they believe there is God, they don't honor God. They don't honor God. They don't worship God. They don't worship Christ as Lord. Friends, we cannot claim to have faith in God and continue to walk in disobedience. If you and I claim to be believers, then let us check, how is my walk? The test of my faith is going to be defined by my walk, not by what I say. We can come and pray, we can fill this cathedral, but how is my walk? Filling the cathedral is not an indicator of your faith. Reading the Bible also may not be an indicator of your faith. We can read the Bible. We can know from Genesis to Revelation. There are those who have the capacity to memorize thousand and one scriptures. Memorizing scripture is good, but it's not indicator of faith. Friends, the indicator of faith is your walk. How are you walking? How are you walking? Walk in such a way that people can say, that is a child of God. Walk in such a way that people can say, that one is a believer. Walk in such a way that heaven takes notice. Your walk is the indicator of your faith. How is your walk this morning? How is your walk today? How is my walk? Thankfully, God has not pointed any one of us to be referees over other people's walk. You are a referee over your own walk, not other people's walk. Stop judging the way others walk. You walk right with the Lord. Walk right with the Lord. And let God deal with the others. The day God wants to appoint you referee, he will tell you. Friends, to fight the spiritual warfare requires that we exercise genuine personal trust and commitment to the person of Jesus Christ. Is that where you are? Is that where you are? We cannot trust, we cannot engage in spiritual warfare with mere head knowledge and acceptance of the faith. We must leave the Bible. 
You must live the truth of God. Live it. That's the indicator of faith. As I conclude, brothers and sisters, the Christian life is spiritual warfare from day one to the last day. It is spiritual warfare. It is a journey to the promised land, but there will be thousand and one obstacles in your way. As you go towards your personal Canaan, you will be tempted, you will be tried, and you will be tested. Every single one of us, you will be tempted, you will be tested, you will be tried. How you respond to any of this will determine whether you are walking by faith. The, the way you respond to testing, temptation, and trial is the indicator of whether you are walking by faith. Remember, friends, when faced with temptation, hold fast to God. And where necessary, flee. Let me hit that. Where necessary, run for your dear life. Please don't think you can handle the devil. You cannot, you will not. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 and 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 22. Hold fast to God. And where it is necessary, do the Joseph thing. Joseph wasn't a coward. Joseph knew what to do. In the face, there's some temptation that you need to displace yourself physically from that place. Are there moments when you need to flee? Then flee. In your hours of trials, on the other side, when you are being tried, brethren, don't flee from trials. Don't run away from trials. What must we run away from? Temptations. Run from temptation. Flee from temptation. But trials, don't run away from trials. Because trial is the work of God building your character. James chapter 1 verse 2 to 4. Trials is tough. It's very tough. Remember the devil is an opportunistic operator. As you are being tried, he will try to sneak in. But in your hour of trial, persevere. Persevere in trial, no matter what you face. Thirdly and lastly, <clears throat> you will not only be tempted, you will not only be tried, but you will also be tested. God permits us to be tested. <clears throat> A testing that God permits is the proving of your faith. Every test is to prove your faith, not to destroy your faith. God is not a destroyer of faith. God is a builder of faith. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13 to 14. When you are being tested, stand firm. Know that your faith, I love this one. Scripture says, your faith is far more precious than gold or silver. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 7. Your faith is far more precious. And so God permits testing to purify your faith. Brothers and sisters, we want to thank God that we are not alone on this journey of faith. The one who said, I will be with you to the very end. He will not abandon you. The only th person who has a problem 
It's me and you. God has made a promise and he will stand by that. Even when you go through the waters, I am with you. When you go through the fire, I am with you. No matter what circumstance you face, God says, I am with you. Don't let the circumstance that you are going through, whether it is a national circumstance in Uganda where we are saying everybody is corrupt. Are you also corrupt? So don't say everybody. No, no, no. You talk of those. Don't let the circumstances of life in this nation, in your place of work, in your home, don't let them destroy your faith. The Lord says, I am with you. He will be with you. When he delivered Israel from Egypt, the destination was the promised land. For you who are saved, your destination is your Canaan. Don't give up because of the hardship. The Lord will take you through. The hardship is God's way of purifying and proving your faith. You will go there. If you hold fast to God, you will get there. I don't know what you're going through now, but hold fast to God. Cling to him. If you're being tempted, if necessary, run. But if it is the hardship and the pain, stand firm. Because God will come through. Tears come at night, but joy comes in the morning. Amen. <laughs> Father God, we thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this, the way that you permit us to face life on a daily basis. Lord, we can trust you for every area of our life. Brothers and sisters, you know what perhaps you are going through. Commit to the Lord afresh this morning. Just tell the Lord, Father, into your hand, I commit this. I choose by faith to trust you. I trust you. I place my hand in your hand. Lead me on. Whatever that situation, brothers and sisters, leave it into the hand of God. Trust him. Even when darkness seems to veil his face, trust in his unchanging grace. Lord, thank you for your grace. Your grace. Your grace is enough. Your grace is sufficient. Lord, as you say to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. Your grace is sufficient for each one of us. All that you require of me, of my brothers and sisters, is to hold on to the faith. We choose to believe you. Lord, others may say it is hopeless. As they say to Jairus, forget it, your child is dead. Lord, you say to Jairus, only believe. Brothers and sisters, this morning, only believe. Only believe, for Jesus will come through for you. Father, we bless you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Amen.